Welcome to my mini episodes that I am so excited to roll out to you. You know, I've been thinking and I absolutely love bringing on a mama guest every Monday onto the show. It is so rewarding for me and I love being able to share their stories. But I also have other things on my mind that I want to say. And really, if I could kind of sum it all up, it would be We have to accept ourselves as mothers before we can accept our neurodiverse children. The bulk of the work is really about us. And I didn't know that for so many years. And so I've been thinking a lot about the process I have taken to get to where I am mentally today, where I do accept myself and I do accept my child. And no, it's not a perfect system. And You know, I'm not saying every single moment is sunshine and rainbows, but I have done so much self-growth in this area. And I really want to share that knowledge with you because I don't want to see you stuck. You know, it's one thing to connect with you on a personal level. I have developed so many wonderful friendships with you. I really feel like I know you in so many ways. If you're in Mothers Together, we chat even further. We're on Zoom all the time. And we just feel so close. Connection and community are absolutely crucial. But so is acceptance. So is self-love. So is understanding. And so I want to bring you these mini episodes And you're going to get them Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. They're going to be short, typically between five and ten minutes. All four of those mini episodes are going to be centered around a theme. And the theme is going to have to do with self-acceptance. Now, I am really, really excited to tell you what's been on my heart. And I hope that it resonates with you on some level. And if it does, I would love for you to reach out, reach out on Instagram, reach out and DM me, send me an email, however you feel most comfortable, but tell me if it connected with you. Tell me if it resonated. Tell me what you're going to do to start to accept who you are as a mother. Okay, on to the mini episode. The theme that we're going to be talking about tonight is boundaries, boundaries. Now, I don't even really like the word boundaries. It makes me tired. I feel tired just saying the word boundaries because boundaries come with a a heavy assumption attached to it, a societal um, demand, if you will, right? When you set boundaries for your children, traditionally in our society, that means you make a decision about something or you set a rule and you commit to that rule, put your foot down and you don't stray from that rule no matter what, right? That's what boundaries look like in our society. And so when I first became a parent, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to set really tight boundaries. Like I can't even think of anything. It's so laughable because it's ridiculous. But but it's things like, you know, my child will never speak to me that way and because I will set that boundary that you don't speak to me that way. My child will eat what I put out for them for dinner because I'm going to set that boundary, right? And I can laugh now because, no, 
just a hard no, that's not how it works. But I didn't know that. And the message that we mothers get before we have children is that not only are we in charge, but we need to be firm in our position as an authority figure. And so I kind of feel like now looking back, that pressure for all of us is already set. Like it's already there, even when your child is a newborn, a baby. And I don't, it's just this pressure that you feel as your kid gets older and older, like, okay, pretty soon we're going to come to the age where I have to set boundaries. I can clearly remember when my twins were born that there was a time where they started to say no, as toddlers will do, you know, like they just like to hear themselves talk as they learn the word and they're like, no, no, no. And I remember saying to myself, oh boy, pretty soon I'm going to have to be firm. (laughs) Pretty soon I'm going to have to tell the kids like, no, you don't speak to me that way. Like I'm in charge and you're not. And I remember the pressure that came attached to that, given by myself, but I think it also comes from society too, where it's like, okay, now it's time to really parent because like they're starting to act out. Well, this was before I knew what I know now, and especially about neurodiverse kids. And so I think starting from when you first have children, that pressure builds and builds and builds. And that, I mean, it builds in all kinds of ways, but the way we're focusing on this week is is boundaries. So I didn't like the word to begin with because it comes with, to me, boundaries come with pressure. They come with judgment. People are going to judge me if I don't hold a tight boundary, especially in public. Like if you know what I'm talking about, that feeling of like, not only do I have to be firm and hold the boundary, whatever it is, but like if I'm out with other people, I especially have to hold it because not only do I need to be firm for my child, but I need to prove to other mothers that I can be firm with my child. Do you know what I mean? And that pressure sucks. Like, it's hard. And I found myself more concerned with what other people thought of the boundaries I held than what I actually thought of them. And it turns out that I don't really like them. I I mean, I just don't. I think that the word is misused. I think it's misunderstood. And I think there are much better, more effective and healthier ways to hold boundaries with your kids than sort of laying the, the hammer down. But it took me years to get there and to understand that. So when I think about setting boundaries now, now that I've learned many lessons over the years, there's a couple key points that I want to mention in case you are struggling with that concept of setting boundaries for your kids, especially in the next week as we think about this topic. So first of all, I want to say this. You get to decide, you get to decide what a boundary looks like. That's your decision. We in society think that boundaries have a lot to do with because I said so and I'm in charge, I'm the the mom, and you're the kid. Um, And holding a boundary is about punishment and consequences. Well, you didn't 
listened to what I said, and so now you have this consequence, right? And that's kind of what the message that moms get about what holding a boundary is. Well, you get to decide what a boundary looks like, right? You're in charge, so you get to set it. Now, a boundary can be around whatever. I kind of think of a boundary like a fence, I guess. (laughs) I don't know why. It just kind of popped in my head. I think of it like a fence. So if I'm putting a fence around my yard, I get to decide on how big an area of my yard the fence is going to cover. Is it going to cover the entire yard or just a section? What's my fence going to be made out of? You know, is it going to be like a full wooden plank, no gaps fence? Or is it going to be the farm type of fence that's got like the three pieces of wood going across the top, middle, and bottom? Or is it a chain fence? Is it bendable? Is it breakable? Is it mesh? Is it one of those flimsy garden fences that are removable? (laughs) Right? Because when you set a boundary, it doesn't have to be made out of armor. Like it doesn't have to be that kind of a boundary. It doesn't have to be a wall that no one can break through. Boundaries can be flexible. They can bend, going with the wind, whatever whatever the the full moon is, you know, with your kids' behaviors. Like you, you get to decide what your boundary looks like and how strongly you're going to hold it. Now I'm gonna first start off with a success story because I don't To be honest with you, I don't often have success stories around boundaries. It is one of my quote unquote weaker areas, or is it? Like maybe it's not. I have trouble deciding on the type of boundary I'm going to hold. Going with my fence metaphor, sometimes I think, okay, well, society really wants me to make this boundary out of those wooden planks that where there's no gaps, just board after board after board, like in um, old school home improvement when the neighbor peeks his eyes over the top. You know what I'm talking about. I've just aged myself. Um, I loved that show, but that kind of offense, like I could set a boundary like that. The problem is, is that I'm not that kind of person because a little hole gets in the wood and my, my child peeks through and is like, hello, is this boundary still this tight? And I'm like, hmm. I don't know, maybe not. It's already starting to break. Let's just use garden fencing anyway. That's one of my weaker areas. I have a hard time picking the material of my boundary and sort of being consistent with it. But tonight I actually did. (laughs) I actually did set a boundary tonight and actually followed through. And here's what happened. So kids were driving me bonkers today. The hurricane that was not a hurricane, it ended up, thankfully, moving away from us and quickly turned into just a a rainy day. And that's all it was. And that's good. But we were in the house all day and the kids were getting antsy. We did let them have a movie, which I'm going to talk about that later, even though we were screen free. There's a boundary right there. I broke my boundary of wanting to be screen free for two weeks. In fact, I've broken it a couple times because certain circumstances like driving an hour and a half away or sitting in what I thought was going to be a, a day of a hurricane, I decided, yeah, we're gonna, we can watch a movie. Um, but what happened was my kids were all really tired tonight at bedtime. Like super tired and grumpy. And 
I said, you know what, guys, you're going to you're gonna put yourselves to bed after all this. Like, I got them ready, but I said, you can have a few extra minutes to play, and then you're going to put yourself to bed. And Mr. Eight just couldn't, he couldn't get it together. He was tired. He couldn't find something to play. He felt just funky and getting angrier and angrier, and then he got into his head that he wanted to watch or look at Legos on my phone likes to go onto Amazon and look at the list of Legos that he can't buy just to torture himself and then beg me for Legos for the next month. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we let them and sometimes we don't. And this was right before bed. There was only like five minutes left. And I said, no, I'm sorry. Nope. And he screamed and cried for a while, asked me why I, at the first time, you know, I gave him the reason that I had. He's been staring at a screen too much today. There's not enough time. We're not buying Legos and he's going to get excited by it. And I'm in the middle of doing something, whatever. None of those reasons were real reasons for him. And he kept fussing and fussing and fussing and working himself up more and more. It lasted about uh, 20 minutes, half an hour. And during that time, he said things like, I know that if I keep fussing about this, that maybe you'll change your mind. And in this particular instance, I was really like, I, I considered it. I often do. But I was like, no, I'm no, I'm not going to bend on this boundary tonight. I said, no, nope, you're not having my phone. It's just not happening. Why? This doesn't make any sense. You shouldn't even be on your phone either. Fair enough. I was doing some schoolwork, but Fair enough. So I turned it off. I said, all right, let's, let's, we got a couple more minutes. What do you want to do? There's nothing to do. I don't know. You know, so it was a, it was a lost cause at that point, but I continued to say, no, you're not getting my phone. I got eventually to the whole, like I asked and answered, I'm not going to talk about it anymore part. And that, you know, still didn't go over very well. We went upstairs, a long story short, it took a while to get ready for bed, but finally he got in bed. He's still asking me at that point. He's still like, I'm not going to sleep until I have your phone and I'm not going to stay in this bed and I'm going to get up. And, um, and it was a little tough, but we got him there. I got him there. At one point I say to him, buddy, I'm not going to crack on this. I'm not. And he said, why? I need you to crack. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not cracking. Let's move on. I did get him to sleep. I held that boundary Okay, yeah. I'm not going to boost myself way up high and like congratulate myself for holding a boundary because the whole point of this little talk is to show you that you don't have to hold the boundary and it's okay. But I did hold it tonight. So, okay, great. Well, I go in to tuck my daughter in and she's my little worrier and her belly hurts at night. She's anxious and she says, I'm worried about you and Mr. Eight. And I said, everything is fine. It's no problem. And she said, I didn't like the way that he said, I'll do anything to get your phone. She's, she's like, why am, and then she started to cry. And she's like, why am I crying? And I said, because you care about everybody and you want the best for everyone. And she's like, I didn't like when he said that. I don't, I, I'm scared about what that means when he says, I'll do anything. And I'm like, it doesn't really mean anything because he's not going to do anything. He's just fussy and he's grumpy about it. And she said, well, are you going to change your mind? I said, no, not this time. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to change my mind. He's not getting my phone tonight. And she said, you mean you're holding your boundary? 
oh gosh and I gave her a hug and a high five I'm like yes yes I taught her one time months ago what that means holding a boundary because she's just like me she wants to make everybody happy and she often has changed her mind on what she wants in order to make Mr. Eight happy and I've been really trying to work with her on not doing that once in a while but not doing that too often in fact when I taught her that she said I said you know showing up for yourself means when you decide no like that's it no is no and she said well sometimes showing up for myself means that I'm showing up for other people like it makes me happy when I make other people happy and I know I get that but sometimes you really just say no absolutely not no is no so she caught that and she remembered that tonight. She's like, you set a boundary? I was like, yeah, I set a boundary. And she said, oh, okay, okay. She got it. She understood. You get to decide what a boundary looks like. And you get to decide if you hold it tonight. I did. I held the boundary. It ended up, you know, Mr. E softened eventually and snuggled in. And he said, can I look at your phone tomorrow? And I said, sure because I wanted him to know that we made it through this evening and with our sanity intact. It can be done, but, okay, but it's also okay if you don't hold it. So you get to decide what the boundary looks like. Well, I hope you liked this mini episode of On the Hard Days. I hope that it resonated with you, and I hope that you have a takeaway from this little chat that you can use to get to your own destination of self-acceptance as a mother of a neurodiverse child. I would love to hear how it's going. So you can DM me on Instagram at ontheharddays with dots in between each word, or you can email me at ontheharddays at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And also, if you have an idea of a topic for the week that you would like me to address in these mini episodes, definitely send them my way. I would love to do that too. It's so, so nice having this amazing community. And I just want to thank you for listening and being a part of it. Now, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, make sure you do that on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you tomorrow.